0: You feel big? Do you feel clever? Can I continue with my show now?
1: The Back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, Joe Costanzo, and Sam Wilson.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dropback Podcast. We have got so much to get into this week. We're going to look at the proposed rule changes, the defensive free agents that are still available to improve your team and go through all of the latest NFL headlines. I am your host for this week, Matt Burns-Peak, and I'm joined as ever by Samuel Lewis. How's it going, Sam? Hey, Matt. Doing well? Good, mate. Good. We're also joined down the line by Stan Wilson. Hello, Matt. Good to have you on as well. And of course, the fantastic, enigmatic, Joker Stanzo. How's it doing, Joey?
2: Is there going to be one time you hope we you don't call me enigmatic? Stop being enigmatic. It's the easy
0: solution. Um, right, well, let's get into it then, fellas. Proposed rule changes, some pretty interesting stuff in here. Let's kick things off with the roughing the passer one. So there's been a proposal to make roughing the passer a reviewable penalty. What are our
3: thoughts on this? I mean, I kind of get it in the way that there's been calls that are a bit dodgy. Hmm. But I think it's just the same issue with the pass interference. It's too much up to debate what is and isn't roughing the passer.
1: I don't like it personally. I'd prefer to have PI reviewable but not roughing the passer, purely because from a, from an entertainment standpoint, a PI call is going to be more gripping and it's going to have bigger implications because it could perhaps be like a 60-yard t- touchdown that's been like overruled, whereas yeah. with with a roughing the passer, called, passer call, it's going to be less so exciting. So from a viewer standpoint, I'd rather have PI reviewable than roughing the passer. It doesn't really interest me.
2: I don't know. It's... I feel like it's there's a danger that if it's reviewable, that people are just gonna abuse it like they did with the first year of the past <laughs> interference thing that's that's why it didn't get carried over is because everyone was calling for a review any time there was a contentious decision. There's lots of
3: like a kind feel of bigger issue with the past interference is that they just didn't overturn it just because it, because it felt yeah. like they were forcing it to not be a rule the next year, yeah, exactly almost felt like a bit of a performance of like you can review it but it's
0: not going to change anything
2: i don't see that happening with roughing the passer because of the way qbs are protected in the league yeah i think roughing i think as as you said stan roughing the pass
0: is a bit different because you're already bloody there aren't you you've already smacked the qb whereas pi it like you said it could be a 60 yard touchdown that gets wiped off with some hand cuddling
3: so could you not say the same thing about roughing the passer? Like, oh, if he hadn't been hit in the dangerous way that he's landed on him, now the roughing the passer rules are, he would have made that 60-yard completion.
2: Mm,
0: potentially. I see your point. I see your point. I don't know. I, I, what do we think? Do we think this has actually got legs? Is this something that we could see?
1: I, I could you, think you should.
2: Could you challenge that, like, during the pass interference thing, I'm not actually sure, could you challenge that it wasn't pass interference if they called yeah, it? Yeah, you could challenge it both ways. Okay. I just meant the rule was reviewable. Because there yeah. are sometimes very iffy roughing the calls that just, yeah, like, they haven't even taken the two steps or whatever it is. They've literally hit them they couldn't really do anything about it. And it's still being called roughing the passer. Like yeah, said, that's because... my
3: issue with all these sorts of rules. You get into sort of var penalty territory <laughs> where there's not a clear one. So with the two feet in bounds or did he cross a plane? You can see that he did cross the plane. They're exactly. Measurable. So with these that are up for debate and they're contentious, I don't understand how you can make it a rule. It just creates more debate than it but- solves. You, you can tell
2: from a roughing the passer if, they, if they've clearly like released the ball and then taken two steps towards the quarterback. Then that's but it's also the, the landing
3: on the QB thing and everything looks like roughing in slow yeah. motion. It's the landing. It's the height of where they hit as well. Like There are other factors.
0: Um, but yeah, I, I, mean, I, I do sympathize with why this is something that's being talked about because we have seen a, a lot of frustrating calls in the last year where like that is so soft to be a to be a roughing the passer, um, but I mean at the end of the day is isn't that an issue that needs to be addressed in terms of quality maybe refining that rule or quality of implementation of that
1: rule rather than yeah making I it a debate. To, I think it's all to do with coaching up the referees so that they are all on the same level when it comes to passing sorry roughing the passer yeah on what it is and what it isn't because we do see some really just bad calls either way.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean,
1: yeah, I do think the QBs should be protected somewhat in terms of literally just having someone land on them full out. But if someone hits them standing up and they're, they're making um, a recognisable effort to avert their movement, then yeah, sure. But otherwise, no.
3: I mean, to be fair, it's being called in favour of the quarterbacks if it's iffy either way. Yeah. I don't think you need to implement this rule to be, oh, the QBs landed on, we should call that one. They're usually given... Yeah, yeah I th- it's more I think, justice for pass rushers, to be honest. Yeah.
1: I think you do have to accept as well that you're going to get iffy calls in a game like no call is going to be... You're never going to get a game with 100% perfect calls. And for all the calls that go against you, you're going to get calls in your favour as well. So obviously, yeah, that's not the best way of looking at it in terms of the fact that you're going to want that rule fixed at that moment. But what goes around comes around at the end of the day.
2: But on the other side of things, I do think clarification over what is roughing the passer is kind of needed because we saw that when Definitely. a few years ago, what is a catch? As soon as that was actually <laughs> clarified, we had that one season where like there were a lot of really stupid, no catch rules. And then they all seem to like undermine one decision and un- would undermine the other. And as soon as they clarified that now we know, you know, there isn't, there's barely any like that. Mm. That wasn't a That was actually a catch. And it, it should have been a catch when it wasn't called mm. as
3: well. I think we've had that in a way. Like there was that one season where we got loads of passes um rough in the passer calls where if a defender was basically on top of him any yeah, that point Clay of the Matthews sack, hit. it was given. Yeah. Exactly to claim Matthews hit. And I, I don't really see the rule being necessary now. There's I can't point to many occasions this season. Obviously there will be a couple, mm. but where it ruined a game or killed a game off. So the yeah. more
0: frustrating thing is the consistency of decision making I think across the board like I think as you said Stan coaching the refs up so that you've got a level of consistency in what is given is the more important factor.
1: Yeah absolutely whether the whether the outcome is correct or not you just want to have consistency across the board so everyone's in the same boat no matter who the official is.
0: Yeah which is why everyone hates VAR. It's not the machine's fault. It's the person behind the machine that does something different to the bloke that was sat there yesterday. Um, Right, let's move on to a bit more of an admin-focused rule change, Uh, but one that's actually pretty cool. So is it the Bills that proposed this one? Yeah. Um, The Bills have proposed that all head coaches and front office hirings are banned until after the Super Bowl um, and interviews are banned until after the conference championship. So you can't put a new head coach in while the playoffs are going on. You can't interview anyone until the conference championship is done. I, to be honest, kind of like this. I think it takes away that distraction.
1: Yeah, Yeah. it's not to do with the distraction for me. It's to do with the non-contending teams getting an unfair advantage when it comes to interviewing potential head coaches early whilst the contending teams are still waiting for the chance because they've got their they've got their current head coach and all their focus is on the postseason and possible Super Bowl appearance. But it's also the distraction are going to be
3: looking to hire someone new.
1: It's also the distra- unless their head coach retires.
2: It's the discri- distraction for having an offensive or defensive coordinator in a lot of yeah. situations on a contending team.
1: That's a good point. Receiving
2: yeah. interviews the week of playing a massive game. You know that it makes sense that you, you know if if the Bills are I'm just saying the Bills because they proposed it, but if they're signing up to, to an AFC Championship game. It's good to not have your offensive coordinator be fielding calls from five different teams yeah. to fill a head
1: yeah. coaching That's on. probably why it happened, actually, because of the interest Brian Dable was getting in him.
3: Potentially, yeah, actually. That makes sense. And also, moving the hiring process back a bit, it doesn't disadvantage any teams. Exactly. Like they still got to all have the same starting point. Why not just have the interviews after the Super Bowl? Why? I don't really understand why wait till the conference championship and then put interviews then? Yeah, that's a strange caveat.
0: That is a strange caveat. Maybe it's because you've got those two weeks as opposed to a week. So you've got more prep time and it doesn't maybe affect it quite as much.
3: If your whole purpose is you want your coaches being 100% focused, then wait until the entire season's over.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'd be in favor of that 100%. I think it is sort of frustrating. Um, I mean, speaking from a team that, hasn't been anywhere near that stage of the season in quite a while. I still find it quite frustrating that it's like so-and-so has been linked with this vacancy and that vacancy. And it's like, hold on, he's, he's got to try and work out how to beat a usually you know top five or top 10 offense slash defense. So why don't you stop texting him in the middle of the night and let him do his job?
2: Yeah. I do think from the other side though, if you're a dog shit team interviewing someone who isn't in a playoff contention anyway, for instance, like the Jets, interviewing robert Seller, then it's kind of there's a
1: an idea in your head
2: that you you want your coach your head coach to be in place as soon as possible so they can yeah. start start installing that
3: um scheme or culture and the issue is that disadvantages like the assistant coaches that are on the playoff teams that they the positions are getting filled while they can't even interview yeah that's also hmm. true Yeah, that's true. I mean,
0: do we actually think this will change a lot? I mean, I I would be all for this rule being implemented. Whether it is or not, I don't know. But is it just, we're just going to see, you know, lots of hushed conversations in, uh, you know, at the combine? Well, not the combine, but, you know, is there going to be a lot of more sort of less obvious those discussions going on instead of them being sort of more publicized?
1: Underground coaching. Underground coaching. Black market like you, interviews.
3: We've, we've heard how many of these interviews lasted like full 12 hours. Mm. You mm. Come, and once COVID's over, people are actually, we're forgetting that people can travel in normal world. Wow. So they would actually have, be having to fly somewhere rather than being the Zoom calls that we're sort of used to now. Yeah, but what if that works
0: as a bloody advantage though? You, mm. know, you, you just bop on a Zoom, no one knows what you're doing. You could be playing footy manager, but actually you're interviewing for the Jets role.
2: I think he's saying no one's popping on a Zoom next year when it, there's a vaccine and everything. But I'm saying I they still know. could. Zoom doesn't cease to exist.
1: Yeah, Zoom won't cease to exist. I think Zoom's still going to play a big role, no matter what. But let's stick to football. Zoom football.
0: Invest um, in Zoom. Invest yeah. advice from Stan. But I mean, like, what, so what do we think? Do we think this will actually. Because I could see that I could genuinely see this probably as the most likely rule out of these proposed changes to be implemented, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fair.
2: Yeah. Get it done. Get
0: it done.
2: I, I, I'm all for it. I don't think any of us are against it. It, it makes yeah. competitive sense.
0: It, yeah, makes competitive sense, and I think it just makes common sense. Like I, I would definitely like to see this put into place. And as a reminder, it needs 24 out of the 32 teams to agree on any of these rules for them to be so all implemented. The dog shit teams will say no. All the dogshit teams might well say no. Spoil sports. Um, right as ever. As we seem to do every single off season, we've had another onside kick alternative proposed. Um, this one's this one's a little bit funky. It applies to the fourth quarter only, um, and it is essentially a fourth and fifteen play. Um, so, yeah, one play, fifteen yards.
1: It's not the same as last season. They didn't they, they tried it last season as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was
3: very similar. To,
1: yeah, yeah, I think it was, it was the it same was fourth sort fourth of fourth only as well. It was, was that. Was it the Ravens the who difference. proposed
3: it again?
0: It might have been the Ravens. I don't actually have in my notes who proposed it this year.
1: Wait, no, I'm not even sure why the Ravens, Ravens proposed
2: the, um, the,
0: Eagles. the overtime roll.
1: The Eagles. Ra- Ravens did the overtime roll. so yeah, this was the Eagles then. Mm. Another if bird.
2: My question is why just, I just think it's
0: why. the frustration of onside kicks being sort of rendered redundant with the other kickoff rules that go around it.
1: Yeah, I think it is becoming exceedingly difficult to recover an onside kick because mm. the runners no longer get that running advantage. They have to start from stationary. So they're already at a disadvantage exactly. before they start. Your best chance of recovering an onside kick is if you do it from a normal kickoff formation and you literally just like sort of do a little squib 10 meters forward and re- recover it Pat McAfee style.
0: Yeah. But that doesn't really work when you're,
2: you know, fourth quarter, three points behind, need the ball back quickly. Yeah, they're not going to buy it. Mm. My, my thing is that onside kicks being redundant or not, I think even when onside kicks were not be- well better than they currently are, and a lot more were being converted. I think you'd have a much higher chance of converting a fourth and 15 than an onside kick. It doesn't, the trade-off just isn't there. Yeah, it well, doesn't level it as much, does it?
3: There's also no reason to go for it. Because the reason you're taking the onside kick, you're in desperation mode. If you're taking that fourth and 15, does it really matter if you don't make it? Like the game's lost either way. What if it
2: was a fourth and 15 from like the 25?
3: But what difference does it make? Like either way, you're putting them in good field position. Like the, the decision you make is like, right, we need to get the ball. We need to score twice in a row. You don't care because if you don't get the ball, you've lost either way. It doesn't matter if they score off the back of it.
1: Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter where they get the ball. My only issue with that with this is that it does discriminate against those shorter yardage offences. Like because for teams that run out of like spread packages, like the Chiefs, say the Cardinals, for example, and they're better at long distance conversion because of that. And then you compare it compare them with teams like the Raiders, who run a lot more heavy sets and stuff, and they're better at picking up short yardage, and that's how they run their offense.
0: I don't really care to be honest it's 2021 have a balanced offense at Um, the
2: same time you should also uh, there needs to be some semblance of special teams and if you remove the onside kick from the game I think that's a big loss for special teams
3: going too far
1: towards XFL
3: why are we trying to help teams that have got themselves in a position where they're two scores down right at the end of the game
1: because like why
3: why does it always need to out. be equal? If you've been beaten, you've been beaten, you just shouldn't get, hey, have a free go.
1: Yeah, fair play. You
2: shouldn't mm. have more than a one in ten chance of com- and I mean the, the conversion rates are a lot lower than that, but yeah, I think one in ten times if at least people can convert on fifteen yards. Yeah, the and rules, the fact I that I think the rules shouldn't Exactly.
1: The rules shouldn't be different for the fourth quarter, otherwise it goes towards that sort of arcadey style of football, which we're seeing with like the FCF and like the XFL and stuff like that.
0: Great, Comes a bit that- cheesy.
1: Exactly. If that's your market, and that's your that's your game plan. Then go for it. But this is authentic football, and that's what the NFL delivers. So don't change the rules just for the I quarter. I think it's
2: it's the first step in like
1: removing the kickoff completely. in My opinion. Mm, yeah.
2: Which I'd hate as a big Devin yeah. Hester fan.
1: Exactly. All right. So we're all against this one then. Yeah, shit yeah, it's rule. not
2: going to pass anyway. It basically didn't pass last year. Indeed.
0: Right, well, we'll move on to our, our last one that we'll talk about. And th- this divided opinion in the dropback drop chat here. So this is going to be interesting. It's a new overtime set of rules. I think, I mean, Stan, you explained it pretty well earlier. and I'm, I still can't really get my head around it. So if you want to...
1: Right. So from my knowledge, what happens is there is still a coin toss, but the team that loses picks the spot of the ball. So, for example, I could pick that I'm going to to spot the ball on the 25-yard line. And then Slew's team, for example, could choose who gets the ball. So if they think they can score from there, they can say, oh, we'll take the ball. If they think they can't, then they'll give it to me and rely on the fact that I'm not going to be able to score then. And then they can just walk down the field. And score from whether they get the ball. However, different spots come with different pros and cons. So, and that affects the second decision of who's going to take the ball. So, is it so the other one? The,
2: to clarify, the other team then pick who's yeah. who's actually taking the ball from that
1: yeah. spot. It's um, an interesting yeah. rule, and I, I'm not sure whether it will pass because of how radically different it is to what It to won't pass. We have
3: I don't think it I love the rule. Yeah, See, I'm, this, I'm a fan of it.
0: For me, it's it's too much badminton. It it makes it feel like a you know back garden toss around rather than an NFL game. It's not
1: that complicated, though. I and think.
3: the issue is the current overtime rules aren't good. They're so bad. It's literally down to luck who wins the toss.
2: Exactly, but I don't think this solves that. To be honest, I think it mm-hmm. would if the other team. Like say you you know you start on the other per you start on your one yard line for example what's the stop teams just going always whoever loses just always pick the one your the the one yard line because then the worst that's gonna happen is you this is the thing it's, get, it, it yeah, would yeah, make more sense if it switched possession to the other team from the same spot no that, so makes, it's a that bit makes more sense. like no, no that that makes sense football. actually
1: what you are saying about how. You could just choose to spot it on your one-yard line if you really wanted the ball really badly and you had a good offense. You could say, "Ah, we're just going to spot it on the one-yard line to rely on the fact you're going to give us the ball." So yeah, to be fair, I didn't really think of that. So, i advise that a bad thing though. Because if you really want the football and you've got a better offense, you can just put it on the one-yard line because they're going to be like, "We can't do this."
3: Chances are so they go so, through well, it then now. They, then you've got to make a 99-yard drive, and that happens very rarely.
1: I know, I know, but still, it's just. I don't know. you boys? I, I, I would prefer to have college. Old school college style overtime, but yeah, that won't ha- that won't happen because of how long it takes. Sometimes, in the example of uh, Texas A M versus LSU a couple of years yeah, ago, but what you
3: could do is have the college rules and put a cap of three.
1: And then what? What happens
3: if you're still tied? Then you just
1: then get Then it's a tie. Then All it's right.
0: a tie. It's what okay. it's the like one or two ties
3: we get every year.
1: I hate ties, but yeah, okay. I hate ties. That would increase the amount of ties, I
3: think. But I just think this rule is much better than what we have currently.
1: Not difficult. Okay, yeah, three. So three possession, college overtime, and after that, it's just a just a draw.
3: Yeah, I mean, we're not debating whether we have that. It's the rule that's been proposed.
1: Oh, I just have to have a bit of fun with it, but yeah,
2: I just don't like the fact that if you, you, you go four and out, you don't even go four and out. You, you have three downs to convert, and then you just punt it away to the other team. It seems like it would lend itself. That's football. I know, but if you're doing this whole choose where to spot it, I think they should switch possessions to the other team. It would make more sense. Wait, what do you then, mean?
1: Well, so you pick because of the then spot and spot pick the spot the ball
2: makes more competitive sense because you both have to make a ninety-nine yard drive. Let's
3: say no. The point reason makes competitive sense is that one person chooses where it is and the other. Choose who has to make that drive. Yeah, but then the teams, like Stan said, the teams of good offenses are always just going to put it on the one-yard line because if, right, if you're a defense that can't stop a team it. making 99-yard drive, you're not going to be an. Don't overtime. deserve to win. Yeah, you
2: probably. Yeah, it's not going go to that anyway. and you don't
3: deserve to win. For it's sure, it's too
2: wacky. It's not going to pass. And
3: yeah, I, I like it though. That's because you're a forward-thinking guy. Right. You're lost. a maverick. Why are you saying that like an insult?
0: I'm not. That's just my okay. tone of voice. I well, think
2: <laughs> it did come off as an insult, but Sorry.
3: Um,
0: I mean, I think it's... It, I, I'm sort of with Joe here. It's it's kind of too out there for me. I think it makes it needlessly sort of cartoony and...
2: No, I like the premise, football.
0: to be fair. Oh, then you've lost me, Joe, for fuck's sake.
2: I do think the, the current overtime rules are kind of shit. Like, yeah. if, you, if you get I the ball, we've got the we've got score. The other team don't even have a chance to do
1: anything. We've got, to, yeah. So, we're something must it. be done. Which is
3: why I think this rule's better.
1: Mm, something must be it. done, but not this. And
3: think of all the mind games. Like, Joe, you probably said about the nine yard line. You get your bollocks on the line, be like, right, you can't stop us running the whole field. If you really had your bollocks on the line, you'd put it on the opposing one-yard line.
2: No, because then they'd just take the ball yeah obviously <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, yeah I think we're in agreement that it's probably not it, it's a fun idea, but it's not gonna pass, so I think we've managed to roundly say that one of these proposed rule changes actually has a shot but good job guys as always next year um moving on, we're gonna run through some of the big stories over the last well i guess fortnight in the in the n f l I think it's more um, like
1: 24 hours, to be honest with you. Yeah, but this gets released on
0: Thursday, Stan. It's currently Tuesday. You've got to factor in that delay. Where did Fortnite come from? Because we literally had a podcast last week. Yeah, but we spent most of it talking about bloody... There wasn't any news, None, really. none of there this was, no news was out at that point. We were everything, speculating everything happened about... basically as soon as we hung up. Yeah, so...
1: We were just speculating about possible news, and now the news has come before us. Yeah, now we so have news. Discuss.
0: And have the news, news. is this has actually come out in the last 24 hours so kudos to Staniel um, Dak got paid We've. Well, hey. I'd love to look at the, the cultivated hours that we spent talking about Dak Prescott on this podcast over the
2: last sort of year and a half
1: we've yeah, actually been
2: quite good compared to other
0: media I outlets know,
1: I think we should yeah just a disclaimer out there just say a quick thank you to Dak Prescott for providing us with probably hours of content so mutual content yeah thank you for declining the 30 million deal last off season
0: good job Dak He had a plan all along. Clearly worked. That plan has netted him $160 million dues over the next four years. Um, And as Stan pointed out, there's a tricky little fifth year bit that's been sort of thrown in on the buy-to-buy, isn't there, Stan?
1: There is a fifth year as part of the deal. It's called a void year. So whilst Dak Prescott is not actually under contract to play for the team, he is under contract to receive money. It's a bit confusing and a bit stupid, but that's just how far they're going to have to backload this contract because oh, of the fact okay. they can't really afford it this year. Mm. Yeah,
3: it's also a sixth year void year. If they need to restructure next year,
1: well, there you go. That's how so bad many their financial years. situations are.
3: The fact sneaky that they have years. to put in a in, something in to be like, if we have to restructure, this just shows
2: it's how much money they Actually, a
3: surprising have. number of contracts nowadays. It's not. I think that's quite no, smart. It's not really that unique. However, he's getting paid in Bitcoin, so that's the issue. So it's not totally unique. Yeah, missed out on that
0: dak. Um, yeah. What do we think of this one then? Jet? jet I think jets, it's a good gents. deal for both
3: sides actually. It is a good deal. Yeah, a I fan. think like the whole, the whole sticking point really was whether it could be four or five years. It didn't seem throughout the negotiations. It was really that much about money. So that gets his four year contract, but including the deal last year, it's a five years. So the Cowboys get him for five years. So they'll be fine with the cap because it's backloaded. So it's going to go up. Stan's got a bit more about caps and TV rights coming up, but <laughs> no, I think I think both teams win here.
1: What do you mean TV rights? Oh, here we go. TV here we rights. Goes. So NFL Sunday Ticket, which is a product that has been owned by Direct TV since the early 2000s, is currently up for sale. So that means the contract is is on the market for um, potential networks to go and buy that. I think Amazon Prime might be interested in it. But either way, that's going to boost the NFL's yearly revenue massively, which will in turn increase the salary cap because the salary cap is directly linked to the NFL's yearly revenue.
0: Mm -hmm. Just to caveat that, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably can't afford to buy it. So don't even bother.
3: Or if you can and
0: you're looking for something to sponsor. Then sponsor the Dropback Podcast. Much cheaper, much more fun. Nice plug, (laughs) Slew. Good job. Um so, yeah, what you're saying, Stan, basically is more TV money equals more cap equals this deal is actually fairly cheap.
1: And the fact that Josh Allen's going to get paid in the next couple of weeks and everyone's going to be forgotten about this deal. That is true. Everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, Josh Allen's so overpaid after one good year and Dak Prescott will be just rolling in his money.
0: Probably. I mean, where, where does this leave the Cowboys, though? Because they weren't exactly in a very healthy cap position Before this, I remember we've had a lot of discussions about Dak Prescott and about whether the Cowboys decision might be sort of taken
2: out of their hands with their cap situation. How can Um, they navigate this? Don't think they'll be signing many free agents.
3: Yeah, I think that's it. I think they won't really be signing many free agents, Joe says. They don't have a lot of wiggle room. But because it is so backloaded, it's only 22 mil against the cap this year. They only really have to restructure a deal or two, which they have the players in place to do. Yeah. So it shouldn't be a huge issue.
1: Yeah. They Stan's going get... to be like,
3: yeah, it means they can afford to get rid of Zeke next year because well, they can do, can't they can wait do that for anyway. running backs to be jobless. Oh, I hate running backs. Because no. running backs aren't people.
1: I don't hate running backs. I just don't like paying second running backs <laughs> Zeke's the... <pardon? laughs> I said they're second-class citizens, according to you.
3: I don't... I think that they they, also the Cowboys paid. have generally been pretty decent drafters. They've been able mm. to find starters yeah. throughout the draft, like... If you look back at their, especially first or third round picks, a lot of them are starters in the league, which you can't say about all teams. They need to hit big on defence this year because they can't obviously afford to pick up a load of free agents. So that's going to determine their success this year.
1: Yeah, and I think they have landed themselves quite nicely there because with that number 10 pick in the draft, they can draft one of the top three corners in this draft. He will be a plug and play guy instantly. So they've got themselves sorted there if they take a corner, which... Come they on, desperately need. Come to. on, Jerry, you've got to do it. With Dak, they're reasonably set on offense. Mm. Yeah, I I do agree with you there. I, their offensive line struggled last year, yes, but that's because they were all injured. What you're getting back difficult is
3: difficult to play well when you're not on the pitch. It is
1: very <laughs> difficult to play. I I wouldn't recommend it whilst you're injured. Mm.
2: Shout out to um Will McClay for being amazing at scouting for the Cowboys and doesn't really get any credit because he doesn't he doesn't really sit in that GM role.
0: Basically, yeah, I think we be. spoke about him a little bit in the off season, didn't we, guys? About how he just sort of lurks in the shadows and chooses. Well, I mean, not in a weird way. So don't One look of at the best that.
2: scouts in the league, to be honest. I mean, look at the, the O line talent they managed to accumulate over those years. I know Travis Frederick's gone and injuries and stuff in recent years, but still,
1: you can't deny you didn't it. scout the injuries. He just scouted some great players.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if he managed to scout
0: the injuries, then he's basically a witch, isn't he? And he a can wizard. see into the future. It's a very different career path. Um, but yeah, I mean, Slew, Eagles fan, what do you think of this in terms of, are you now are you re-scared of the Cowboys?
3: I mean, I don't think the Eagles in a position to need to worry about anyone else. Like, yeah, it's true, actually. the opposite end, not because we're so good. Like, We're not going to be competing <laughs> for anything, so it doesn't really make a difference what other teams are doing. I think this probably makes the Cowboys favorites for the NFC East this year. Provided Ooh, that either every year, <laughs> and to be fair, they're usually one or two. Mm. I think the Red the, um, Washington <gasps> Football
1: Team. <Didn't
3: laughs> do you want to rename the
0: that red team?
2: team? The Red Team. <laughs> <laughs> that say. Red Team in the in the NFC East. The Washington Football Team. They're they're gonna win it again this year. Yeah. We,
0: <laughs> we think
3: he's gonna be the guy.
2: Is
0: Maybe. he
1: the guy? Is he your guy? Do we like, think that he's actually going to be... He's three good games and now He's the franchise guy for Joe. I don't think he's the franchise
2: guy, but I think that defensive line's pretty darn good. Their rushing attack is very underrated.
3: I think we're forgetting how good the Cowboys' offense were mm. in the first four games that's of That's also true,
1: but also the Cowboys' secondary is dog shit. That that's is why true. We,
2: that's
1: that why is we, an we, issue. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that is an issue they're going to have to solve this offseason for sure. Like they need to pick up a couple of safeties because Xavier Woods and I've forgotten his name, but the other guy playing safety with him, they were absolutely awful. Yeah. Their corners were awful. As I said, they're going to have to draft one at 10, perhaps get a safety in the second. But either way, young DBs often struggle in their first year in the league. So it might not be pretty from straight away.
0: We're going to, we could be in for some more cowboy shootouts next season. Oh, that's actually really fun because of the cowboy. Nice. Um, <laughs> anyway, we'll move on. Um, and a kind of surprising move. Carl van Noy is expected to be released by the Dolphins. Um, in a bit of a weird one, because they we signed him to a pretty chunky contract last off season. He was sort of one of the marquee, um, free agent pickups to be the leader on that defense but Van Ginkle was, was very impressive last season and the assumption is that he will inherit that role it saves 9.75 mil in cap what do we think of this one I'm, I hate I'm, I'm
2: kind of torn still I hate it I really, really? don't like it I think Carl Van Noy was a pretty obvious leader on that Dolphins defense and I think yeah, you might have someone to replace him, but you you can't replace leaders on a on a team, especially a relatively young defense. So,
1: yeah, I gr- I do agree with you there. However, perhaps this was a, m- a big money saving move for a potential. they got so much trade money. coming in. Ooh, a big what? A big trade? Perhaps? Oh no, I know a what perhaps. he's doing with this.
0: He's he's ringing Couldn't the bloody be? Deshaun Watson bell again, isn't he? Or is he ringing he's
1: the ringing. Russell Wilson bell? I'm ringing either one of them, whichever the one they can bring in. They're not going to bring in. Mm, neither, I don't but. like it. But The thing,
3: if it's a cap saving move, it doesn't save enough that to do that. Yeah, I mean, 9.7 nine, nine it's
0: not not much to write home about, is it really? To be honest. Um, and he, I mean, he was he was spent a fair chunk of time sort of injured last season, as did a lot of the Dolphins roster. To be honest, um, but I think the leadership aspect you mentioned there, Joe, is a good point. He was, you know from all by all accounts sort of seen as a big leadership figure in that locker room, which is a very young locker room. Um so I think he's a big miss from that, from that sort of
1: standpoint. Watch him go back to New England now and whip you two times a year. Yeah, he is definitely back to New England. Is that
0: where we think that that Van Noy is going to end up then?
1: Yeah. I'd be surprised. He's such a good
0: fit for that system. Yeah. Mm. That's gonna be really sad. Because I was I was hyped when we got that Noy. I was like, he's Baller gonna, you know, drastically improve that linebacker course straight away. And then it's just like a one and done, that's New England us, like I said, in New England, not in Miami, because I can't win it. Um yeah,
2: kind of sucks, to be honest. It's interesting. You think you think with Brian Flores we kind of said it a bunch of times, but coming from that New England background and you know, Carl Van Noor fits that system so well, you would have thought His that's idea. the kind of player that Brian Flores would want on the team. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a head scratch for me. Like Slew said, I don't think it saves you enough cap to really given how much cap you already had to really justify the decision. And now you, you have to rely on a younger player to step up into that role yeah. or find someone in the draft.
1: The only explanation I could find to give for it, like I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on Carl Van Noy's play style. However, like as an outsider opinion, this is what I'd say. As a team that plays a lot of zero blitz, a lot of man coverage, perhaps they are after a younger, more dynamic linebacker who's better as a blitzer, better in pass coverage, is quicker all round so Mm. that they can play it in this versatile and hybrid defence.
0: I mean, I think that's a good point. I think when you look at this Miami team, it's very young. And we, I mean, we'll, as we'll discuss sh- shortly as well with another move they made, there's a clear emphasis to keep getting younger. Um, so maybe that is that is part of it in terms of looking for someone who's maybe a little bit quicker, less of an injury rap. Um, but yeah, I still, I think it's a bit of a shame because I think we didn't really get to see the real Kyle Van Noy with Brian Flores' assistant. To be I honest. think that just
3: shows like what you were saying about Van Kinkel earlier. It just shows how cutthroat the league is that if there's a guy that can do your job for a lot cheaper, you're not mm. going to stay on the roster very long. And younger. Yeah,
0: that's true. And younger. And he's got longer hair.
3: Mm. That's the big one. That's the big one. That's the main um,
0: issue. Right. Well, Carl Van Noy might be tr- packing his bags and trudging back to the Patriots. Um, and he's going to be potentially joined, if he does go to the Patriots, by their newest acquisition, Trent Brown to the Pats from the Raiders in exchange for a fifth round pick, instantly bulks up that uh, O-line. I think this is a really good move.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't think much more really needs to be said about this apart from the fact that it just bolsters up their O-line. With Joe Tooney expected to leave, mm. it just provides that extra strength you really need and that they were lacking in last season. Yeah,
3: yeah it's- I mean, it's a, it's a good move for both teams. Like The Raiders don't really need him anymore because of how much Colton Miller and um, Brandon Parker stepped up last year. Yeah. So they're out of a big contract and he was injured a lot last year. So he wasn't really playing for them anyway. Patriots have a lot of cap room suddenly and can revamp their own line. It's it's another win-win. Yeah.
0: Mm. Uh, and I mean, to add a little bit more context to that as well, the news sort of around the league is that the Pats are not expected to franchise tag Joe, Joe Thune. So that he could potentially be hitting the market, and like I said, they've instantly put in someone who is going to help fill that gap. So yeah, I think it's a really good move. Like I said, it kind of fucking sucks from the Dolphins' point of view. Daniel, what do you think?
1: I think potentially, actually, just going back to that um, that Joe tuny point, I think they might just instead of tagging him, they're just going to resign him to a longer deal because they're not going to place the tag on him hmm. if they just cleared they- a load of if they just pun.
2: Then they have Cannon, who was on the uh, COVID,
1: okay. yeah.
2: They have, yeah, they have
0: I think it's Cannon, who was one of their entourage who opted out last season. So they're expecting to have him back as well. Tell you what, if they re sign Thuny, then that O line is.
2: But where's good? In that case, where's Trent Brown playing? Tackle. But yeah. Cannon plays tackle, doesn't
3: he? Yeah, he does. You need two. Is Isaiah Wynn still of the Patriots?
1: Believe so.
3: so? Or has he never really proven it? I don't know. Somebody Google it. He I, think, starting, I think last
1: year was his first year. Because the year before when he was drafted, he got injured straight away. Mm. I'm pretty sure.
2: I don't think it makes any sense to re-sign Dooney, to be honest. I think this is basically them saying, you know, we've got a veteran talent to replace him. They... potentially, but then also you've got the, the potential option
0: of like, I mean, considering the quarterback situation as well, right? Like, are they going to give Jared Stidham a try out or are they going to draft someone either way you put them into a situation where the o lines really fucking good
2: yeah but you've got um, three tackles
0: yeah
1: but i'm um, uh, you'll shift, of one, to guard. Are, well, shift one to guard he could
2: go to guard but then like
1: he's gonna want tackle money. no but versatility is expected at the nfl level like majority of players can play two positions especially on the I mean, like, with guards like, yeah you're not paying Wait, a guard tackle money
3: who are you paying a guard tackle money for that's the thing. It, no, got I mean, who did you say that you shouldn't pay tackle money? I think I think if you're going to talking Toonie. I think Tooney's the only one who could really play guard out of those three, right? So why would you pay him tackle money if he's paying guard?
2: That's what I'm saying. No, he's saying that no, they've got three tackles. To? They're gonna no, have because to, well, play he to play one to pay guard.
3: Play... He wants to get paid. Yeah, paid for a guard. Why would he? Because no because one would pay guard, him tackle money to play guard. The same way that you can't be a receiver but like that, yeah, but I want to play quarterback money.
0: <laughs>
3: I mean, it's not quite
0: that drastic, right?
3: I thought he played one
1: guard. No, he's a guard. Right, Junior plays guard. Okay. Fair enough. My bad.
3: Also, apparently Isaiah wins in the final year of his contract. Ooh, so that go. I so they may just not re-sign him and sign Tooney for a long-term deal.
1: Makes sense. And then you've got, an you've got Cannon. Or even Cannon if he's in the last year.
3: Who's
0: their center as well? They've got a really strong center in New England. I can't remember his name off the top it's of my head. Andrews,
3: yeah,
1: I'm pretty I think sure it's
0: Andrews. Andrews. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like I said, that O line is good already and has just become a fair bit better. So it's like the ideal melting pot if you're trying out a quarterback and you actually want to give him a decent chance to sink or swim. I think. Receivers first. Mate.
3: Cannon was thinking about retiring last year, so he just maybe on his way out.
2: He was on the hmm. COVID. He 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 opted out for COVID, didn't he? Yeah, but before that there were rumors of him retiring. I thought he had um health issues that actually meant that he he, he was did. one of the people who got like the higher COVID thing because he yeah, had was. Oh, that's true
1: actually. Yeah, it yeah, was. That makes um, sense.
2: So yeah, whether he wants to come back will be
0: a interesting interesting development. I mean, it could be it could be the fact that, you know, when we do start next season with vaccines rolling out,
2: fingers crossed. It will be in a much safer environment I mean, for everyone involved. There, there, there's already like 60 million people in, in the US who have been vaccinated, right? Yeah. So it, it's, it's looking good. Yes, Dan.
1: That is a lot. Doing it? Look- That's like our entire population. And
2: it's all, like private healthcare. You'd assume that everyone in the NFL could get vaccinated. Mm. You'd hope.
0: Um But yeah, so... We- Maybe it's a, a better situation for Cannon to come back and play out a final year. He's had a year to essentially rest and recuperate as well. Um, so I would kind of be leaning towards Cannon coming back as well. And as we said, that sort of completes that O-line, doesn't it?
1: Not you, he's he's he? going to have to get back into NFL shape again. And if he's at an age where he's considering retiring, I think that would just be in the, nail in the coffin for him. I don't think
2: him. he's that old. Isn't he like 29, maybe
0: 30? If he, was, if
1: he was considering retiring and he's just taken a year out of the game... And he's got to get Not himself back
0: age. into that, yeah, that Not always back. age, exactly. Um, yeah, I, like, I think, as we said, to round it off, very good move for both. I mean, I was more confused about it from the Raiders' point of view, but as you said, Slew, Colton Miller's been a beast as well. Um, they've got replacements. So they get a decent bit of value for him for an older player.
2: And, and they released
0: m- Incognito as well. So They have released Richie Incognito. All the guys who were injured last year. So there you have it. There you have it, sports fans. Mass exodus. Right. And then to round off our um, sort of latest news bits, a surprising trade. Um, Isaiah Wilson from the Tennessee Titans, the former 29 overall pick last season, um, going to the Finns for a swap of seventh rounders. Um, I mean, to add some context to this, Isaiah Wilson basically didn't play for the back end last season because he was a naughty, naughty boy. Um, so a lot of character issues with this one. And as Slew and Stan, in particular, have highlighted, they were a bit surprised to see him go in the first round last year, weren't you guys?
1: Yeah, one hundred percent.
0: Um. So yeah. So yeah. Maybe not a day one talent, but a talented player going to Miami for with. A bit, I mean, for me, it's a very low
3: risk.
1: Potentially there, is no, there, is seven. No risk. there is no risk for it. You're swapping yeah. seventh round picks. You're getting exactly. a player for yeah. free.
3: Though you, you do need to calm down on the praise you're giving Chris Gear on the group chat. Like this isn't some genius move by him. If a I team mean, puts him on the trade block and accepts a swap of sevenths, it's because they've got no offers. Yeah. Like this True. wasn't them swindling. This is clearly the highest offer they received. No, I don't, I don't think, it, I don't think for a second it was. Not, not in... that it's a bad move from it's your group. It's just you the Greer effect. It's just not know. genius. It's just the Greer It's just
0: Greer, it's just Greer up to his usual bloody tricks again though, isn't it? Just swindling the, the, the potentially young upper colours. No one for, else offered anything. Well, you know, sh- shwin- using the term swindled fairly loosely in this context. Um,
3: but yeah, I mean... No, but, I mean, you were right about the first-round talent thing. The whole thing was him was his upside because he was such a physical, gifted player. Yeah. And then there were questions about his technique. No, you can't say he's not physically gifted, Stan. Yeah, he's he's big a big man, he,
1: Stan. He's a big man. He'd What's fucking have you. Right? I mean,
3: the fact the, the questions about his technique and their getting rid of him a year le- later, it shows that he's either unwilling or unable to learn the technique to succeed in the league.
1: Right, this is something I noticed when scouting Andrew Thomas this year. For like for context, Andrew Thomas played left tackle on the same offensive line as Isaiah Wilson at Georgia. Isaiah yeah. Wilson was on the right. They're both physically like big physical players, but their one issue that then neither of them could get right was their hand placement. Like the Georgia coaches can like consistently coach them to not put their hands up on the inside as, as you're supposed to with as a tackle. You're not supposed to you're supposed to put your hands Essentially underneath the pads to generate leverage like that. But they they would like hug the rushers. <laughs> like that's that was literally the technique they were taughted. They taught. works for the it. Packers. They were taught. Yeah. It does work for the Packers. But Andrew Thomas has really struggled as well. And he went really, really high in the draft last year. Isaiah is Wilson true. struggled. And I'm not the I'm not one to say, oh, he came out of this school. He's gonna be bad because this school has never produced a player at this talent of at this position before. Like the whole thing with Alabama QBs. But something has to be said for George Rowe linemen if they're being taught this this technique and it's not working mm-hmm. in the NFL and if it's not going to translate.
0: I would caveat I think- that with Solomon Kindley for the Dolphins was outstanding this season in his rookie year and he was on that line as well.
1: This so. is the tackles though, it's a different technique. Yeah,
0: true, true. He is a guard.
3: But I mean, is that what it is? that He's just been at the Tides facility and just not bothering to learn to improve. And the title, like, right, screw this kid, he's not gonna get any better. He get like a DUI so let's get rid and of it. He
0: he did get a DUI. Um, so I think he was actually he actually ended the season on the exempt list, or I think it was the exempt list. Right, but so we know exempt. that if
3: he was playing well, then the DUI wouldn't make a difference. But how many games did he actually <laughs> end up playing? Because I one. swear he played fuck all. One. Yeah, one a singular game. Uh,
2: that kind of proves it really, like the Titans had to get rid of him. Yeah. Dolphins basically gave up nothing to get him and taken a punt. <laughs> Give up like, you you... On him.
1: yeah. Especially,
2: Especially the because
3: about... the Titans, this was a position for need of them. Like they got rid of Jack Conklin; he left in free agency, so it looked like Wilson would just be able to step into the O line, which is why so he was taken. Bad on. Yeah, to not be able to do so.
0: Mm. I mean, Walker... it's an interesting one. Like, could a change of scenery turn him around? If not, then I mean, I'm equally. It's sort of 50-50 in my head whether he'll be on the roster day 1 or he'll mm. been cut in training camp to be honest. You know what they they're they're done with a few more leaders matter. on the team to steer him right.
3: Ooh. Oh he's Yeah, cuz cool Carl Noy really leads that offensive line of the Dolphins. Hey mate, mate, if he got a leader, you think the Bucks defenders didn't didn't care about Brady sending texts to they Super Bowl? care I'm saying they're not Practicing with them every day. They're,
1: yeah, they're that's true. Practicing are, against that them. Dolphins O line. They have like an average age of five or something. They're all like they're all rookies, pretty much, aren't they? <laughs>
2: average age of five. Imagine, um, imagine if they actually were all five years old. They I don't, don't think they should be playing.
1: I think that would be
3: horrific. <laughs> to be honest, Joe. <laughs> Quite frankly, the, like the center can't fit the football for his leg. <laughs> I mean, I think the bigger issue would be the danger to the quarterbacks and the running backs, and, and also to, to the O line. These the are the children. Children? Nah, they just get stepped past. Our chase young coming bull rushing If it doesn't him, it doesn't nail to her. This is this is turning into dangerous territory. So let's move <laughs> on.
0: Um, right, chaps, let's talk free agents that are still available um on the defensive side of the ball. And there are some some tasty propositions here that as I said at the start, your team could be walking home with but
3: Not at the right price. What was that, Joe? Not lettuce, that's not a very tasty proposition. I love when you force in a little joke and then Matt makes you repeat it. You feel big, mm. you feel clever. Can I continue <laughs> with my show now?
0: Right, so let's kick things off talking about Yannick and potentially on the market at the current time of recording. He hasn't been franchise tagged, which we can't <laughs> say about some of the other people I want to talk about
1: because a
0: I
2: said jagged.
0: <laughs> but. Yeah, at the time of recording, he has not currently been franchise tagged, which I can't say about some of the other names out of my fucking list. So thanks a lot, Saints. Um, but yeah, what do we think? Unique. Do you want him? Does anybody want him? Where would he yeah, be I'd good? take him.
1: I'm, I would take him, but not a franchise tag, because if I'm going to pay a player top five money, I want a top five player at that position. Mm. It's and that's ass. not
0: unreasonable, Stan. It's your money you do with it, it what you will. Well. Um, yeah, he's not exactly been the picture of consistency of late has he to be honest
2: i mean last year yeah that's
0: yeah. of
3: late and his situation I mean, was difficult pretty weird to as well. two, two new teams in one year mm, exactly like he went to the vikings
2: he barely had any time to settle into to the vikings and then he got moved to the ravens and we did see near the end of the season with the ravens as well he did start to contribute especially in those playoff games he started having a real impact so i think from a Ravens perspective, I would probably look to re-sign him, and rather than Matt Judon, Matt Judon's just asking for way too much money, to be honest. But I think Ngakwe is a good player. He's not a premier top five D end, and like Stan said, we shouldn't really be expecting to franchise tag him or pay him that kind of money. But I think if you if, if we could come to a deal with him, that the that's reasonable. It's better than no, looking at you let Matt the...
1: Judon walk. If you're going to let Matt Judon walk, then you let N'Gokwe too Because Matt Judon principles. wants to be paid. What was it? No, but it the was... franchise tag's the same for both players, isn't it? No, because he we franchise tagged him last
0: year. I wouldn't tag either of them, if I'm really honest, to be honest. You I think...
1: think... If you're not going to tag Judon, don't tag, tag N'Gokwe, even if yeah. it's slightly more... I didn't
3: light. say... I
1: said sign him to a good deal. Yeah.
3: So you'd... So... I, I think a really good... I think a good fit would be the Colts. Who lack a really good pass rusher on the outside. That's in that is true. The inside defensive line is What Ngocque's skill set, you've got Buckner on the inside, so you take a bit of um, eyes away from him. I stand signing, they've got lots of money to burn. I think mm-hmm. the Colts are a really good matchup for this yeah. team. And and I mean,
0: it also fits in with our trend of suggesting every player goes to the Colts, which we've been doing this offseason. Yeah, got so a surprising
3: far. number of holes for a team that's predicted to be a contender. Ooh, yeah, that houses. is weird.
1: How is this for a fit? The Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Oh, no, we've already I like said that the about Dolphins or times. the Jets because the Jets oh, as, we, no, no, as we said down the stretch last season like I think Joe said this they've got all the pieces on the inside all they need is that final guy to come through and take advantage of the pressure that's being generated and yeah, make yeah. that sack and I think Ngokwe could be that guy
0: yeah absolutely right mm, that could be quite a tasty fit with
3: Robert Salah it, he basically needs to go to a team that doesn't need a number one pure rusher. He needs Mm. to be either a number two piece or sort of part of a complementary front. Like, he's not a game wrecker on his own, but he's a very good player. That's exactly right.
2: When he had success with the Jaguars, it was in that rotation of D-linemen where he wasn't playing 100% of the snaps. Yeah, that's
1: where they had Calais Campbell there as well, wasn't
2: it? One of the things with um,
0: Jagan Gokwe is as well, you know, he's still pretty young. Like... He's been, he's flashed, you know, in, in Jacksonville, as, as Joe said, towards the end of last season as well with with the Ravens, he looked impressive in the playoffs, like there is talent there. Um, and he's, he's a fairly young player who could still improve. So as you said, I think there's a, there's a few different options for him. And I think he would find the most success on a jets or sticking with the Ravens or potentially the dolphins where, as you said. He's not going to have to be the guy. He's going to benefit from other strong players lining up next to him.
2: I'm very weary of us saying the Jets and the Dolphins for every single free agent option just because they have money.
3: That's and the, issue the issue though. This year, there's very few teams that seem to have money. They've if you got, don't like it, Joe, don't fucking listen. The, <laughs> no, even <laughs> if you don't like the show, Can't, make sure you I'll listen, leave. download all of that. Share it with your friends. i Joe. Um, though. Joe.
0: Right, I won't share it with any of my friends. <laughs> let's move on from one Ravens pass rusher to a Ravens pass rusher in Matt Judon is this not the sort of exact same story as Yagin Gakwe
2: except no. he's slightly no, less it's good it's, it's, it's different. he's asking for way too much hold. money he's a, he's, a, he's a better pass rusher is he?
1: yes yes, yes. is he more of a 3-4
3: backer than an end? yeah no he is yeah. he's definitely he a
2: 3-4 but the thing the thing with Matt Judon is He's very good, but he's not. Once again, it's it's not a he's not a premier edge defender. And I think the kind of money he's expecting to get, and everyone in his team is is expecting him to get, is just unrealistic. I don't think he's going to get paid that anywhere. Do you um, think
0: he's in for a nasty shock on the first day of free agency? Then
2: I think it's a, a, one of those like Lev Bell situations where he thinks he's going to break the freaking market, and then he realizes like. No, no one wants me. I'm not that guy. No, no one wants him. I think a team will definitely sign him, and there's. But he might have to lower he's it. He's still one of the best. He's still probably the best edge defender available at the moment. But it's just. He, he's Barrett not on worth worth he the edge he is. anymore.
3: fuming uh, with that. No, Shane Barrett's realistic. going
1: to get re signed. Shane sure. Barrett. Barrett plays golf now
2: shaq barrett plays
0: golf shaq Barrett's also not included in this segment because if you listened to two previous weeks we've already talked about shaq barrett so if you want to hear what we think about shaq barrett fuck off and listen to previous episodes
2: <laughs> Why you really today.
0: i'm not sorry yet don't fuck off if you want to hear what we talked about shaq barrett before go and listen to previous episodes of our podcast finish this episode first though while you're on yeah. it don't don't skip out on us. We've still got more more stuff. It's good, I promise it gets good. Um <laughs> so yeah, Matt Judon. W- what are we thinking? Because that asking price
2: is steep. Just- In today's climate, really, Matt. Yeah, but, well, I mean, on the Raven side, we are not we can't afford to franchise tag him again. Uh, well, we can, but we're not going to because it's it's stupid at this point. And mm-hmm. He he will consistently give you nine to like lower teens level of sacks. Like, I say lower teens, maybe like ten or eleven, but not 11. teens. Famously,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think he got thirteen sacks in one year.
2: But he's he's one of these players who early on in his career wasn't really a showstopper, and has kind of bloomed as he approaches thirty. Which is what I... to be fair I, to
3: Judon. He was buried on the depth chart early on. He didn't really get a fair crack at the old whip, but early days. What do we think of a Titans as a fit for him?
1: Mm. Titans do need pass rushes because Jadevian Clowney was a flop. Well, yeah. It's not a situation that he's he's
2: joining quite late on.
3: I think it's like how Joe always says, that people expect more pass rushing statistics From Clowney than what he actually is. He's never been a
2: pass rusher. People saw that massive hit in college that wasn't, it was literally like a running back getting the ball anyway. He's he's a good run stopper, to be fair. Like, no one's saying he isn't. He's just never been a premier pass rusher because people saw him as this big athletic freak. Like, he must be good, like coming off the edge and just never was. The Texans used him in certain situations where, like, he would, you know, uh, if he had if he was crossing behind uh, an interior light lineman or something, he will have some success or they, it's they... working opposite what? Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. I was going to say he that's wasn't what what exactly say, the only guy
3: to clown it. That's no shade on him as a player. He's a great football player. Mm. He's just not a pass rusher purely. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, I go circling back to Matt Judon. I think Titans could be a good fit. And I think both him and and are going to benefit from the fact that there's not really, as we spoke about before, there's not really like a premium guy at pass rush coming out of the draft this season. Yeah, and um, now J.J. Watt's gone. Yeah, and J.J.
3: JJ Watt's off the market as well. So, And the other two guys, injury concerns, you've got Bud Dupree, who did he tear his ACL last year? Yep, he's coming off he ACL. ACL. I don't, and uh, Carl Lawson, who, while talented, has had a spotty injury history. Carl history. Lawson,
2: is it's honestly... I think he's so underrated compared to Bud Dupree I think yeah. he's, a, he's a much better player in general yeah
0: agreed but yeah so I mean maybe it's not out of the question that Matt Judon gets somewhere near that asking price because there's not else there's not much else out there to be honest but, but anyway who who, who, who was going to pay
2: it yeah who's going to pay him what he's asking for oh the Jets will throw some money I
0: know you'll always like that as an option um <laughs> Anyway, let's let's finish it off with one of my favorite names in the league, John Johnson. He's and a if that doesn't sound made up, then I don't know what does. But yeah, John Johnson from the Rams looked pretty, pretty tidy last season on a very good defense, a good safety with a good level of experience and who played very well last season. Could have quite a lot of suitors potentially here.
3: Yeah, the Rams yeah, definitely I wouldn't the want to be a team that pays him a lot of money, because I think like I said he's good, mm. and I think he's fine. I think, because there aren't a lot of safeties in the free agency class there, he might get paid more than he's worth. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with him, and he's the just not an elite level player.
1: And the draft yeah. too. This, is, this is a really, really, really weak safety class in this year's draft, so... That pe- teams are going to want to spend more on safeties in free agency. I would be thinking.
0: Yeah, and he's going to benefit from the fact that Justin Simmons and Marcus May have both been tagged by their teams.
1: They're free safeties, though, aren't they? I think John Johnson plays strong.
0: That is true. That is true. But as in, there's, there's not like another big name on the back end yeah. that that's going to you know be a comparison yeah. to him. So he could see a pretty hefty payday. I mean. The Cowboys, maybe? We yeah. talked about
1: earlier in the show. I think the Cowboys could be a good fit, but. How are they going to not- pay him? Money wise, yeah. Yeah, if they restructure right. a few deals, they could maybe afford him. The one that I would go for is the Chargers because Brandon Staley's just taken up the head coaching okay. job there. Like, it would just be an instant fit. He already knows the defense, he already knows the scheme. And if Brandon Staley likes what he got out of Johnson last season, he might even take a slight pay cut as well. Who's in that? Strong safety role in the Chargers. I thought it was like Adrian Ciprian or something like that. Yeah. Fair
0: enough. I think so. I mean, we're, we're hopefully going to see Derwin James back again
3: next season as well. So that could be quite a tasty one to at safety. Um, also, yeah, only he, does, 20... he would benefit being like a split safety rather than like purely in the box or like yeah. one, that one high.
2: Yeah, he's only 25 as well. On a talented defence, he could get a lot better.
1: Oh yeah, 100%. Like, he he did benefit last year from being a staley scheme at A, But obviously, that entire defence was massively successful and so, yeah, that's why I'd suggest charges stick in LA. Different different team, though. Yeah.
0: Stick in LA, stick in the same stadium as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I the mean. The other fit maybe would be Washington. That could be interesting. Make that defense even stronger.
2: Yeah, they do need some help on the back end of that defense. They've got Landon but Collins playing strong there.
1: Does he play strong? Wait, is he still there? I'm pretty sure Landon, yeah, um, Landon Collins. Yeah, Landon Collins. Does he play in strong?
3: I, swore, I thought Landon, Landon Collins he doesn't does play safety. strong. He
1: plays strong. 100% in box safety.
3: John Johnson doesn't really play, it's not really strong or free in that too high system when they play a lot of quarters. Oh, it's not really yeah. that in the traditional sense. Uh, it's which... just
1: safety. Left safety and right safety. The deep man. <laughs> the deep man.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a good deep man.
0: Like, I, I was quite impressed with John Johnson last season and we spent a lot of the year, you in particular, Mr. Joe, talking about how good that Rams defense was and he was a pretty yeah, and, big part of that. And John, John Johnson Bellen's is a very... Football.
2: He's a very sure tackler. I think if, if he doesn't allow people to break off for those like ridiculous plays, you know, you, you've got someone on the back end who will make a tackle. Yeah. He's gonna
0: massively help a, a defence sort of contain those big plays. Um, which big I killer. think why is a reason why in particular the Cowboys should try and move Heaven and Earth to try and get him, to be honest, because they got they're gonna buy plays.
2: I mean, yeah, I'd love to see it as a clear fit, but I just don't know how the hell they're going to restructure a bunch of contracts when they've got yeah. to.
1: Yeah, they're, they're going to have to. The, yeah, the Cowboys are going to have to go safety in the second. That's their only option, really, I think. it's just mm-hmm. going to be a draft full of defensive backs. No, you can't go first for safety this year. There's no one there, really. You say that, but
0: I mean, to, to give some context, you know, who. <laughs> Who are the the sort of best safety, best of a bad bunch this year at safety? Tyree, Gillespie. Draft.
1: Tyree Gillespie is a guy that Slew likes, but he's likely to be a day two pick. If if like mid day two, something like that, he's going to be a bit of a steal, Slew reckons. But as as far as the top guys in the draft go, the, the, the two boys from um, TCU, you've got Trevon Murig and Adarius Washington as well. Murug is supposed to go in the first round, late first round, however he could be reached on in the middle first. And honestly, I think people are over-evaluating how good he is purely because of how bad everyone else is in that class. Mm-hmm. Like, fair, is...
3: Even with safeties, you don't see them go that early generally. Unless yeah. they're like a flashy, single, high, free, like rapid guy.
1: You don't yeah. often see it. No, no, that is that is a very valid point. Like the you're Derwin James, Eddie Jackson types. Yeah. You, you... You'd say you'd be surprised if the
2: Cowboys took him, but then again, not
1: at ten? No, there is no chance. I'd, I'd put a lot of money on this. There's no way they take a safety at ten overall. All right. Well, all I'm because saying none is, if us Mike- have
3: a lot of money, would you put a sandwich on it?
1: I'd put a sandwich on it. Yeah, Joe, do you <sighs> want to do that? I'm not.
3: I love how you instantly go that. to Joe because you you know he loves betting.
2: Don't love betting. i are just very good at it. Um, <laughs> so
1: what no, was a Super Bowl no, you- bet again?
2: You you say that at 10, but then Mike Mayock took, what, Cleland Ferrell, Ferrell at number four. Right, the first point round to t- Mike Mayock as yeah. an example.
1: Ferrell was He's a consensus first-round first talent. Trevon Murray is not necessarily a consensus first-round was a, first a
2: consensus, talent. like, everyone had him like, 29 in their drafts. Yes, oh, a lot of people had him going in the second round. I don't know where you've come this consensus number one talent from. I've never
1: seen consensus number
2: one talent. <laughs> I'm sorry, first round, but... People had him going in the second round. A lot of people had him going in the second round. But Mike, Mike Mayhawk had other ideas. What we've, we've got found out is Mike Mayhawk is <laughs> just, just does <laughs> whatever the fuck he wants.
1: He does. Yeah. He, he really does. That's the best way to put it.
2: It'd be quite
0: fun if Mike Mayhawk was like Seahawks. Because they're shit at drafting in the first round. And they, so might as well, <laughs> they might as well just stick Mike Mayhawk in. Because he basically... I, I bet he just throws a dart at a board with a bunch of people's photos on. And he's like, that guy.
3: No, no, no. They've got to be good guys. You You've just... got to have great character. Yeah, great character. is the number skill. one
0: asset. Great character, indeed. So we have got to birthday party too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know, speaking of guys with great character, us. I was going to say, you're to follow us on social media. Yeah. yeah. We, um, <laughs> right. Well, I think that just about wraps it up for today, chaps. Ending on a nice little draft note there as a potentially... I think Stan's going to be manning the hosting helm next week, and he's already hinted at potentially a bit of draft content as well. So nice little taster for that. But thank you so much for listening to us this week. Drop us a follow on social media. On Instagram, we are at The Dropback. On Twitter, we are at The Dropback. And on Facebook, we are at The Dropback UK. Make sure to check out the Dropback.co.uk for all of our articles and content we've got loads coming up but in the meantime thank you so much for listening i've been matt i've been sam
1: i've been stan
0: and i've been joe and we'll catch you all next week
1: the drop back with sam lewis matt burns peak joe costanzo and sam wilson
0: Matt Judon, Yannick Ngakwe, and old In Long way? Johnson. Ngakwe. Ngakwe.
2: Ngakwe. 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 You say Gogas and Gwak. <laughs> <laughs>